welcome to Jump, into Catholicism, relationships, and more. I'm Lauren. And I'm Ellie, and this is our podcast where we talk about what we love about Catholicism, how to best navigate all of your relationships, and other topics we're passionate about. We cannot wait for y'all to join our coffee date. Hey guys, welcome back to Jump. We're so excited to be here with you guys, and we have a very special guest, Riley. She's one of our really good friends, and we're just really excited to have her on. Okay, and before we start with our topic, Riley, if you just want to, like, talk a little bit about where you're from, what you're doing in Tuscaloosa, just go for it. Yes. Well, I'm Riley. I (laughs) am from Houston, Texas, originally, and I went to undergrad at University of Alabama, so that's how I know Lauren and Ellie. I'm getting my master's there right now, so I'm getting an MBA, so I'm here for another two years. Um, Smart girl vibes. (laughs) Lauren and I were roommates for three years. Three years, yeah. And then Ellie and I are neighbors right now. Yeah, so I'm just really excited to be on the podcast. I love their podcast, big fan over here, so (laughs) (laughs) this is awesome. This is also like my dream come true. Riley was one of my first friends I had at Bama and she was like the first real best female friend I've ever had. And so Ellie's also one of my other best friends. So just having my two best friends on the podcast with me is just so much fun and I'm so excited for it. <laughs> my heart. I feel like it's been such a long time coming. Like It really has been. Having Riley on. So, <laughs> so we're going to get started with our rosebuds and thorns. You want to start, Riley? Sure, I'd love to. I'm so happy to be on. Thank you guys for having me today. Okay, so my rose is that the past couple weeks have just been really awesome. I was able to go home to Houston, where I'm from, and um, it was just really good to spend time with my family. My boyfriend was able to come with me and meet my family for the first time, so it was just really sweet to see them all together be able to see a lot of family and friends and also just go back to my home parish. It's just, I love it there and it's really beautiful during Christmas time. And my mom is actually going through RCIA right now. So it was awesome to be able to go to mass with her and just, it was just so beautiful. That's so exciting. I'm so happy for her. I know. I'm really excited for her. My rose is that, so for the past five months at my job, I've been on orientation, which is just kind of when I work one-on-one with another nurse who has been there a while and just is there to help me and is there for questions and just make sure I do everything correctly. And so Friday night, which is tomorrow night, is my first night off of orientation. And so I'll be all by myself and I'm very excited for it. A little nervous as to be expected, but I feel like overall pretty ready and I know like there are plenty of nurses nearby that I can ask questions if I need to. So I'm just, yeah, I'm finally getting to be on my own and it's very exciting. Also, please pray for it that I do well and that I can keep my patients as safe and happy as possible. Yes, you're going to do so good. <laughs> Thank you. That's so exciting. I know. Okay. I think my rose is uh, kind of like the same as Riley, like being home. For the last few weeks has been really nice and getting to spend like good quality time with my family. We've, we're a big game playing family so like every day we've been playing something <laughs> so it's just been nice to be all together especially since I haven't been home in a while. 
All right, do we want to do our thorns now? Yes. Okay, Riley, take it away. (laughs) Should I go again? Okay. Um, (laughs) My thorn (laughs) is, I think, COVID, (laughs) because COVID has struck again. Um, (laughs) It's struck. Everyone is getting COVID. (laughs) Is it okay if I say this? Ellie got COVID <laughs> and then so then she couldn't come to Dallas because we were going with some friends to watch the bowl game in Dallas um and then when we got back my dad had COVID and then and then my friend and I got COVID too so you know everyone's just getting COVID but luckily it's not bad cases and everyone is doing okay so that's the most important thing but you know it's just like life was starting to feel a little bit normal again but now it's you know getting a little crazy again but, but I, I have good feelings about 2022 so I think oh, good. Know, we're gonna you know <laughs> hopefully fingers crossed yeah, you know, it's good I think to start at the bottom sometimes because then we can only go up <laughs> that's true we, can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get it out of the way that's true very true let's see my thorn is okay so there has been this cockroach that lives in our apartment <laughs> and I named him Bernie um, just because it seemed like a fitting name for a cockroach. Bernie. But okay. The reason Bernie is living with us is because every time I see him, he's so fast and I run to get a shoe and then he's like gone because you know, cockroaches just disappear. And so I hadn't seen him for a few weeks. I was like, okay, maybe he's ventured to the outside. He's gone. And then I was in the kitchen one night. And sure enough, I see Bernie. And Bernie's grown. Bernie has gotten big. Oh, no. (laughs) And and so I was like, I better get his shoes. I can whack Bernie. And so I went, I started walking to my closet to get a shoe. And Bernie starts chasing me. (gasps) <gasps> like I was I started to run and he was following me <laughs> and so I was all by myself because my roommate was in Scotland and I didn't know what to do and so I was running screaming to the closet to get my shoe and I come back and of course he's gone so then I buy some raid at Target and I spray all around his favorite spots so maybe Bernie won't come back <laughs> his favorite spots <laughs> <laughs> he likes to live in the laundry room <laughs> <laughs> oh no i hope he doesn't come back i hope I not either i don't like him <sighs> bernie needs to leave <laughs> so me and my sister like at the beginning of break went to phoenix for his conference that we went to and we drove through joshua tree which is one of the national parks like on our way because it was on the route and we were really excited because we saw this, like, on the map that it had these chola cactuses. <laughs> it's like we circled. It was, like, a place to stop. And we were, like, super excited to go. And we get there. And I fell into a cactus. <gasps> I got too excited. <laughs> you fell into a cactus? No. Yes, it hurt. Like, little, like, thing got stuck <laughs> on my jacket. And so I was, like going through my arms I was freaking out because it hurt and then I went to like get it out but then it went in my hand and then I started bleeding a little bit Elliot bleeds too but, oh no I, do. I was like this is so, such a big betrayal because I was so excited it's like we were looking forward to it and then I just got hit poor Ellie I feel like you have so many stories of bleeding on you I know I know I do. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. I think my bed is I'm just really looking forward to this next week and um, just like everyone getting back into town, seeing friends, kind of getting back into the swing of things for the semester. I think that'll be nice. Uh, like it's really good to go home, but it'll be good to be back into a little routine and everything. And then, oh, we also might be going to visit Lauren at Latin Mass this weekend in Birmingham. So I'm really yes. excited about that. Me That's too. Awesome. Okay. My bud is, so I started reading this book and it's called Dating God. It's written by a Franciscan friar. And so the book basically talks about how as Franciscans, they live their way through just living in community of God, like living off of the teachings of St. Francis and Claire of Assisi. And so he goes into just talking about how as a person, you can view God in the ways of dating, like getting to know someone like very intentionally and one-on-one. And so it's very beautiful. And I got to this part and he talks about, you know, when you like date someone, you need to set aside time for them and you need to have dedicated time to like pray with them. And he's like, it's the same with God. Like you go and you visit him at mass, you go and you visit him while you pray. And he's like, and that's great. But ideally like the end goal is to make your life not just, oh, I'm going to go pray for an hour, but your life becomes a living prayer. And when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's insane. That's beautiful. Just every moment you're living in a life of prayer. And I think that's so amazing because I've never viewed prayer that way before. Like it's always been like, okay, here's a chunk of time. I'm going to go pray. Almost like a check off the box, which is great. That's a great way to start praying. And that's still so important. But like eventually having the goal of just living in a prayerful state, you're just living in prayer. I just think that's so beautiful. And so my bud is I'm just going to really try to like embody that more and bring everything I do and giving thanks to God. I loved it. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I love that. My bud is that I heard like the speaker that at the conference room that I went to, he's talking about like how to be the best version of yourself kind of and like setting goals on like a daily routine and one of the things that he mentioned was to read for like an hour before bed. And I have so many books on my bookshelf that I haven't even touched that I've been wanting Me to Me too. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But, <laughs> so like, I think for one of my resolutions this year has been to read like at least 15 minutes every day. And I've actually been doing it just because like, I've had a desire to like know more information just about like my faith. I love history. So just like history books and stuff or like for pleasure books. And so just doing that has been really fun. And I'm excited to like go back to school and starting to read like the books I have there. That's so good. Well, without further ado, this week's topic, we are going to be talking about just like what Christ-centered relationships look like. So we're going to start with friendships and then go from there. So does anyone have any starting notes on things they want to say about that? So like starting off with our friendships. I think it's so important just to have like faith be a center point in those relationships. I remember like my freshman year, one of their tweets that we had, my small group was talking about just like how they can see the friendships that they have where God is the center of it. And then like where God is and just how different they are. And I know just like my personal experience when I've had friends who like value their faith and want to grow in virtue, like we just hold each other accountable better and like, I feel that I'm able to be like more vulnerable with them than like people who I may not be like in line with them 
and like how I'm living my life. So I think that's just kind of an important thing to do. That's so true. And like being able to share your faith with your friends, even if they aren't like necessarily Christian themselves, it's like your faith is the most important thing in your life. So being able to share that with the ones you love is, is so important. And cause like you're not sharing something that is like at the center of your life, then, you know, it, it's hard to have, yeah, I like, have like a vulnerable relationship with someone like you're saying, Ellie. Yeah. I really like how you guys both bring up like vulnerability and even accountability. I feel like as a society as a whole, everyone values morals to like some extent and people may have different morals, but each person's morals, they're just one of the most important things to them. And so just having friends that really support you in your faith, because that's oftentimes where we get our morals from. They can help you be held accountable to them. And then also just sharing something that deep is very vulnerable. I think another one is just making intentional time for people. I think it's easy to just kind of go with the flow, especially if you are in like a faith-based community and you you see each other a lot anyways, it's still important to make an intentional time to see them like go make a time to go get coffee or ask someone if you if you want to go to mass with them or something you know I don't know I think that's very important um to really keep Christ at the center and recognize the gift that another person is to you that's so beautiful and I really liked how you brought up mass because I think it's very important if you want like a Christ-centered relationship to first of all have your own relationship with Christ because the more you have with him the more you can give to others But also, it's so important to share that love of Christ with people who are close to us. So yes, go to Mass by yourself, but also invite your friend to go with you. Invite your friend to pray with you. Pray with your friends before you eat. It just brings in that extra level of intimacy that you share with God into your friendships. And you will also just grow with that and starting like building your relationship from intimacy, from that prayer. It's one of the best things you can do to strengthen it because you just have that such strong foundation of having God at it. Great, great point, Riley. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And I think going to mass with my friends is like one of my favorite things to do too, just because like you get to spend time with the people you love. And also like, obviously we love Jesus, Mm -hmm. all the most important people in my life, like Riley and our other friend, Caitlin. We used, or last semester on Wednesdays, we'd always go to mass together and then we'd go to dinner. And it was just like the highlight of my week because it was like something I knew I was doing with like my friends and also getting to spend time with Jesus and like being that intentional with each other. So it was a lot of fun. I love that too. I think just like another way you can bring God into your friendships is just asking your friends a lot how you can pray for them. Everyone, you know, has something that they're struggling with or they're really hoping will happen. Prayer is one of the best gifts that God gives us. And so if we just take what our friends are looking for and what they're like hurting about and just taking it to like God, it just helps support not only our relationship with God with talking to him, but also our friend's relationship with him and like things that crosses that they're carrying, like bringing that to God and being like, hey, my friend really needs help. It's just a good way to give that extra support that your friend might need and having, you know, the guy who's most <laughs> suited to do it, God. <laughs> the best. That's true. That is such a sweet way to, you know, just like bring Christ into a relationship. Yeah. And just praying, yeah, praying together is, I think, um, I always love seeing sometimes outside of the student center, there'll be people praying the rosary by the Mary statue. And it's just so sweet to see friends 
uh, gathering together, you know, even if you're not good friends, it's just like a way to kind of deepen a friendship, just doing that together. Mm-hmm. I love seeing that. I know. it's And people always like doing the walking rosary. Mm-hmm. And one time Ellie and I were in the church and a group of guys walk in <laughs> and they like do like evening prayer together. It was just like a group of, I don't know, 12 guys. And it was just yeah. very wholesome to see that they were going to the church and just doing that together. Yeah. I was like, what better way to bond with your closest mm-hmm. friends than to honoring like our Lord together? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like accountability really comes back like into that kind of thing. Is when you yes. with your friends like, because I know so many times I've been like, oh, I'll do a rosary today, but then, like, I get busy or something, so that I end up not doing it. But if I'm with, like, my friends, and, like, they invite me to do it, then I'm, I feel more pressured. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, yes, because, like, how can I say no to, like, praying? That um, reminds me when we went to Disney over the summer. Um, yeah. When we were on our way there, I remember somebody asked, like, if they wanted to do a rosary. I was so tired, and I was like, I was like, oh, like, do, do I? I? And I okay, was like, me too, honestly. I'm glad you were feeling that way. <laughs> but I was like, okay, there's no way I can say no. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, like accountability. And, um, but then we did it, and I was so glad that we did it. And then we did it, like, the next, every other day after that, and it was something mm-hmm. that I looked forward to every time on our drive. And it, like, yes. made me just want to pray the rosary every day. Do I do that? No, but I, like, I to, you know, <laughs> it, I mean, it is good. Like, it's so nice to have friends to hold you accountable yeah easier and it's just like so sweet to enter into that together I know I would have definitely not have prayed as much on that trip if I didn't have like those friends there to really push me and I'm so grateful for it because there are so many graces from prayer and so many especially from the rosary and so just doing that with your friends and also it's like I just have such a close group of friends that they are willing to pray a rosary for 25 minutes with me like that like really says something about the kind of friendships you have and I think that's so beautiful and accountability is a real thing like I'd love to pray the rosary every day and like Riley do I (laughs) no (laughs) at my um at my parish that I go to every Sunday before mass one of the men leads a rosary and so I've told myself I'm like okay if nothing else this is going to be my rosary for the week. I'm going to go because they are doing it. It's right before mass. I'm going to mass anyways. I have no excuse not to do it. Finding your community, finding your friends that can help push you towards heaven is really just the most important thing you can do to having a Christ-centered relationship because we should want our friends to get to heaven. We all want to be saints. We want our friends to be saints. And so if they hold you accountable, it might be like, "Hmm, really, why are you making me do this at times? (laughs) But in the end, it's because they love you and they want you to get to heaven. And that is a very, very beautiful thing. Okay. And so just kind of setting like friendship as a foundation, how can you transform that? Like if you enter into a dating relationship with someone and then like potentially even marriage, how do you keep Christ at the center of that? Does it look different? Is it the same? What are you guys' thoughts on that? I think in a lot of ways it, it looks similar just because it's so important to have that foundation of friendship. But obviously, like, the time that you're spending together changes and, and maybe what you would share with one another is different. It also, it also depends on, like, whether it's, like, you have your friendships with your female friends. So, obviously, you're going to share more with them than you would with, like, a male friend. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I guess, like, I think boundaries are very important. Um, to set like entering Mm -hmm. into a relationship just like whether that be time 
boundaries, physical boundaries, emotional boundaries. That's super important. Just entering in, like laying that down as a foundation before entering into it. I think there are two big things that come to mind when I'm thinking of having Christ at the center of a dating relationship. And the first thing is having a strong foundation yourself. So having an individual relationship with Christ, what does that look like for you? Are you still working on your individual relationship with him? Or are you relying too much on the person you're dating? Are you still giving God the same amount of time you were before dating? Or are you doing less? Because it needs to be, if anything, you need to be spending more time with God because you have more things to consider. I mean, you, if you're dating someone, you're dating for marriage, you might marry them. Um, to me, that seems like a good reason to go to God more. So I think that's just the first thing is working on your personal relationship with Christ, growing with him still. And then the second thing, make sure you're having, you're doing Christ-centered things with the person you're dating. And not just like having boundaries is so important, but also like more than that. Like, are you praying with them? Are you going to mass with them? Are you doing devotions with them? Those things are going to ensure that you have that, that intimacy with them in a way that is essential before you get married, because that is going to be the most important thing once you're married too. And so if you're like doing great on your own, but you're not doing that in a relationship, like individually, yes, you are doing great. You are having a relationship with God. But if it's not in your relationship, it's not a Christ-centered relationship. It is, you are a good person, but Christ is not in your relationship and it needs to be. It's so essential to have God as the center of your relationship because if you don't have that, you're not going to grow together and you're not going to be able to properly discern marriage. And I think knowing yourself and like having a firm foundation or like relationship with Christ before like getting in a relationship is so important. Like considering this, one of our missionaries, Molly, she gave a talk to like all the girls about relationships and femininity and one of the things that she pointed on was like how we have to know ourselves in ways to know ourselves is how God sees us in our identity with God. So like as a daughter of Christ yes. and just like what he wants for us, because if we don't know that, then like we can't really serve others in any kind of relationship, whether it be like romantic or friendships, because like we may find ourselves see our identity like in a relationship as like, oh, I'm this person's girlfriend. But like you're made to be yes. God's daughter. So like you need to know mm-hmm yourself before that that's so true that's beautiful yeah I think like it's super important to at least have like a day a week that you're praying with the person that you're dating um and like in addition to going to mass with them you know there's like so many different forms of prayer that that can take on like going to adoration together praying holy hour together doing the rosary whatever it may be but like that's it's so important um like you guys said, to be, to be like firm in your relationship with God on your own, but entering into a relationship with someone else, I feel like should just multiply your love for God. Um, if you both. Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> we love God. <laughs> we do. I didn't mean to interrupt you, by the way. I just really love when you said no, entering the okay. relationship, like, multiplies your love for God. Like, that. that's so good, and you're exactly, heard, like, right. I heard that somewhere before. I don't know where it was, but I really liked it. So, creds to whoever that was, but it's <laughs> true, so. And I feel like even if you think of the point of marriage, when you enter into a marriage that is centered on Christ, like, it is your goal. Like, that is the person you're trying to get to heaven, and that is your ultimate goal as their spouse. And so. If you're not doing Christ-centered things with them, then 
how are you going to get them to heaven? How, like, mm-hmm. that is your mission. And you just need to make sure of that because if I ever get married, and I hope I do, but if I do, like, I want to do everything in my power to get, first of all, my spouse to heaven and then my kids. Like, that, that is just the most beautiful thing to me. If I can make them help make them a saint in any way, that is really what we should be striving for. Oh, I'm crying. That's so tender. <laughs> I can be tender sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> That's so true, though. Yeah, because yeah. you're like in marriage, you become one flesh. And so if you like, you can have as good of a prayer life on your own as you want. But like, it's so important to have a strong one together. Um, yes. So just like really establishing that in a dating relationship and yeah, using that to help you discern your relationship. Um, you should be talking to God about that first and foremost. So it kind of goes together for like becoming one in a marriage. But recently I heard, I don't know, I think my sister told me this, but she heard it from some podcast or something. But like <laughs> how the sacrament of marriage is the only one where like the priest doesn't commit the sacrament or like perform it, but like you're doing it to each other. So, like oh. the husband and wife are like committing themselves to each other with the God. It's so, like, the priest is just there as like the witness to wow. do it and like Whoa. so you two are the ones who are like coming before god and like yeah yeah so i thought that's kind of oh. cool because it's like i've never heard that that's how like you do that. become one and like you're gonna get to heaven together or like trying to get to heaven together oh that's i love so that beautiful i also just think about like you know like when you pray and you have that time with god you're talking to him like you bring to him i mean i at least i do like the hardest things in my life, God's who I talk to that about. And so I do that in prayer. If you just think about if you pray with someone and somehow bring up some hard things in your life, like that is so intimate. That is how you're going to also help build that emotional intimacy is like your prayer. Because sometimes you just might not like feel comfortable talking about it just to them. But like if you're praying, you're like, I know this is really bothering me, God. And you're praying with them and you're praying out loud together and you bring it up, they know that that's on your mind and they can pray like with you in that moment to help you feel better. And then it might spark some conversations where you and your significant other can have those conversations about how they can help you with that. And now still like you need to be prudent with that. Like know your boundaries, like don't Mm -hmm. be sharing your deepest, darkest secrets to someone you've been dating for two weeks. But, (laughs) um, but it's like the concept of it. If you like share intimacy with God, with a person you're dating, with your spouse, you are going to just get a stronger relationship from that. I think another important thing to keep Christ at the center is to just be forgiving, be compassionate to one another, like recognize that you both are human. You're going to make mistakes, you know, and like just like God is so forgiving of us, we have to be forgiving of one another and just, you know, communicate take responsibility for what you did and and like have you know have a conversation obviously you know don't just let things happen and yes um and not not talk about it you know it's just so important to talk about it um and I've I don't know I feel like I've learned that a lot too so it's like yeah communicate about it make make your desires known too in a loving way and just be able to have hard conversations communication is something like I've seen to be so important just like in every relationship like whenever I watch movies or shows now I'm like you're being so dumb just like talk about like (laughs) tell somebody this like it's not that hard and then like Mm -hmm. I watched all the Christmas movies recently (laughs) there's always some kind of dumb problem like just tell them (laughs) 
it's amazing how just communicating can fix so many problems. And I know, like, <laughs> I've been very guilty, like, in my previous relationships of something's bothering me. And I'm like, I'm, I just won't bring it up. It's no big deal. And then, you know, it just boils and boils and boils. And then you erupt like a volcano. And then it's just, <laughs> if you had just nipped it in the bud, things would have been so much better. Yeah. And, you know, maybe now I've learned my lesson. We'll see if, if it ever happens again, if I am able to do better. But <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it is hard because like you, yeah. you know, you like you love the other person. You want to be kind and mm-hmm. like, you know, not hurt their feelings. But but you, some things need to be said. But you know, there's always like a charitable way to say the truth. But it's very yeah. true. I used to roll my eyes when people would be like, oh, communication is the most important thing in a relationship. <laughs> You're like, yeah, right. <laughs> it's true, I guess. <laughs> I also feel like another thing that's just important if you're having, if you want to have a crisis in a relationship is just as a guy knowing how to lead and a woman knowing how to accept the man's lead. And that's not to say that like, if a guy says this as the woman, you're, you automatically go like, yes. Like, no, 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 no. First of all, the guy needs to know how to lead if you're going to say yes, because it's so important. If a guy is going to become a man and take responsibility for the relationship, he needs to know like what he's leading him and the woman towards. Where are you leading you and the person you're dating, you and your wife? Are you leading them to heaven? Do you know what's best for both of you guys? What's going to get you to be a saint one day? And so just knowing how to do that, men, like that's something to take to prayer. Like, how can I lead the person I'm dating? Talk to your guy friends about it. Be like, what are good ways as a man I can lead? Get a spiritual director if you need. And then woman, really like discerning with God, with your female friends. Be like, is he leading me towards heaven? Or is he leading me down, not even a bad path, but not to heaven? If he is leading you towards heaven, then you should follow him. You should accept that like with grace and follow him and be supportive of that. And if he's not, you need to have a conversation with him. And if things don't get fixed like maybe that's not the relationship that's best for you because that is why you get married it's to help each other get to heaven yeah and if if you are praying together and keeping god at the center it's gonna make it a lot easier to know that the man in your life is leading you yes you know it's gonna be easier to trust that um trust in the decisions that you're letting him make and following those but yeah that's so important I think another thing in like just talking about letting the the man lead is like being attentive to the ways that he is leading you and serving you and then telling him how much you appreciate it. Oh, that's good. Telling him mm-hmm. how much him leading you affirms your femininity. I feel like, I, you know, it's just like hearing yes. not everyone's love language is words of affirmation, but no matter what, it's still important to just be affirming one another and Um, letting him know how much it means to you that's just very true and very important because if someone gets confirmation that they're doing the right thing they're going to continue to do it and maybe like they don't know if they don't like confirmation they're like am I doing it correctly am I like if a guy's like am I properly leading if girls like am I like receiving his lead well and just telling each other that yes you are you're doing a great job it keeps like keeps the good things happening and maybe they won't be left wondering do I need to switch something when it's already good and if it's the opposite like maybe I feel like you're you're not leading me the best you could find a way to bring that up compassionately to help them so they can be a better person yeah it's kind of like a cycle of serving one another um, yeah leading one another closer and closer to God in that way and I feel like it's good to like 
like you're saying like to affirm that because a lot of times like the guy might not be thinking like he's doing enough or like that you don't like appreciate what he's done or like notice how he's trying to lead you but just like affirming that is a good thing to do every guy likes to know that they're being a man and every girl likes to know they're being a woman so yeah definitely affirm each other in that to wrap up just some like practicals on how to bring christ into any of your relationships i think one of the like best ways and one that i've loved ellie talked about it before is getting like going to mass with your friends and then going to a meal afterwards i think it's just it's just such a nice way and um that was something i loved last semester with ellie and caitlin is going to mass every wednesday and then going to eat dinner after yeah i just think it's such an easy way to invite your friends into something you're already doing and then going and getting a meal together yeah that's beautiful well thank you so much riley for coming on thank you for having me we are so excited to jump into our next topic with you 